When was the last time you listened to an audiobook that combined history, memoir, and rock concert recording clips? Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5 Minutes. This is Yana, and today I'm reviewing Surrender, 40 Songs and One Story by Bono. I want to recommend this fantastic audiobook for so many reasons and warn you that this review is going to go over the five-minute mark. To set some context, Paul David Hewson, also known by his stage name Bono, is the lead singer in the Irish rock band U2. He's an artist and activist, and Surrender is his memoir. It's the story of the remarkable life he's lived, the challenges he's faced, and the friends and family who have shaped and sustained him. Surrender's subtitle, 40 Songs, One Story, refers to the book's 40 chapters, which are each named after a U2 song. Bono was born and raised in Dublin, Ireland, and attended Mount Temple Comprehensive School, where he met his wife, Allie Hewson, and future bandmates, founder and drummer Larry Mullen Jr., bassist Adam Clayton, and guitarist Dave Evans, now long known as The Edge. This audiobook represents storytelling at its finest, combined with exceptional editing and production quality, and woven with intimate reinterpretations of some of U2's most iconic and poignant songs, produced by Bono and The Edge. Bono's lyricism and seemingly inexhaustible love for life and creative expression made this a wonderful listen in the true sense of that word. All he's accomplished while still maintaining a measure of relatability seems nearly unbelievable in someone with his sustained fame and celebrity status. He says, There is something about our band that can never be too cocky or cool. Our best work is never too far from our worst, and when we get too professional or too hip, our audience seem to shrink. It's as if we need to be up against the odds. Some critics have accused him of humble bragging, but I disagree. It's Bono's inclusion of so many cringeworthy moments, whether as an overzealous do-gooder or missteps in his relationships to his family and bandmates, that helped to counterbalance his peak moments of fame and glory. He seems to genuinely be able to laugh at himself, whether it's his unfortunate hairstyle on his wedding day or his ignorance of international relations. A second reason I'd recommend this book is that, even if you're not a hardcore U2 fan— Bono has met and befriended some of the most pivotal and fascinating figures in the last 40 years of world history. I loved hearing about his attempts to connect with unlikely allies like George W. Bush and other Republican leaders in the United States or conservative leaders elsewhere. Some critics have argued that this is the least interesting part of the book and they preferred the more relatable, familial, and personal stories about the band members, but I disagree. Those personal and family stories were heartfelt and poignant, yes, but Bono's sustained activism has stood the test of time and remained a core part of his message. Cynics have labeled it as an attempt by Bono to stay relevant or get attention, but Surrender reveals something far more compelling to me. For all his idealism and big-heartedness, Bono's activism has been successful when he's been pragmatic and found common ground with people like U.S. Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Steve Jobs, Nelson Mandela, Arch-Conservative Congressman Jesse Helms, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, members of the Kennedy family, George Soros, Presidents Bill Clinton and George W. Bush, Warren Buffett, Diana, Princess of Wales, 
Rupert Murdoch, Oprah Winfrey, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Jerry Adams, and Bill and Melinda Gates, and a pope. This is a refreshing departure from the angst and sex, drugs, and rock and roll that too many celebrity memoirs cash in on. And not only that, a lot of listeners may be surprised to hear how faith and religion have informed Bono's work throughout his entire life. Bono's perspectives growing up during the Troubles in Northern Ireland clearly inform how he sees conflict in the rest of the world. But I also think this is part of the reason for U2's success in so many countries and cultures. Even from the very beginning, he's making sense of the political events around him through music and lyrics. It feels to me like he's always trying to take a step back and make sense of the bigger picture and find meaning in the chaos. Again, this is such a relatable urge and a reason he still seems relevant to me and many others. Bono says, Our work is borders, crossing them. Borders are a big attraction for me, leaving one country on the way to another, leaving one thought on the way to another, leaving our teens for our 20s, leaving East for West Germany. The liminal is the place to be, the bleeding edge, the demilitarized zones of the psyche, the gray ones of the heart. No man's land is yes man's land. I want to add here that all these different places and ideas are woven as threads into his storytelling. So as a listener, I feel this scale of history and geography in surrender. And yet, he's not laying out event after event in chronological order. He uses a thematic approach exploring places and challenges experienced throughout his lifetime so far by tying each of the songs to the highs and lows of his life and the life of the band. It's a beautiful experience. If you need a third reason to listen to this audiobook, here goes. It's not every day I find an audiobook that makes me chuckle as easily as bringing tears to my eyes, but this is it. This is truly a superior experience compared to reading because of the emotion and music that simply can't be included in writing alone. Although I will add that Bono has also created 40 original drawings for Surrender, which appear throughout the written book. Bono helps explain this by saying, U2's music was never really rock and roll. Under its contemporary skin, it's opera. A big music, big emotions unlocked in the pop music of the day. It's an unexpected comparison, but it still makes sense to me. Listening to this was a welcome escape when I needed to feel uplifted and inspired. And I felt a bit sad when it ended. Even after 20 hours, I felt like I was slowing down and trying to make the experience last as long as possible. So if you do get to the end, be sure to listen to the very end for a little surprise. This is so incredibly hard to sum up simply, but I'll try. This is an extraordinary account from one of the world's most famous rock stars, and it's a life-affirming listen that sheds new light on major historic events. It's a profound epic about family, finding connection, art, making meaning, and inspiring activism. All of this is enhanced by the creative presentation and audio experience you'll enjoy by listening to this memoir. So if you still haven't found what you're looking for, this is your sign. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. If you have not yet done so, please check out our other podcast, Access Ideas, where we share insights and perspectives that spark curiosity, conversation, and inspiration. 
Until next time, thanks for listening. 